all you Arizona lovers. This is the Finding Arizona podcast. I'm your host, Jose. Thank you so much for listening. Today's guest is the owner of Kayla Gray, and I'm going to do something different. I am very not great at saying last names, so I'm just going to say their first initials of the last name from now on in the intros, but we always go over the first and last name in the beginning of the podcast so you guys can look them up, and it's also written in the bio. So, Ladies and gentlemen, I would love to introduce to you Kelly Kay. She is the owner of Kayla Gray and it is a fragrance company. Her wonderful story of how this is, you know, incredible business got started is one of triumph and through struggle. And so we hope that you enjoy this episode for you uh, mothers out there and for parents out there. This one is for you. That being said, you can hear every episode of our podcast at FindingArizonaPodcast.com. We make it easy for you guys to connect with us. So I have two things for you guys to go do. Sign up for the newsletter which is more of the official side of the podcast and what's going on, who's coming in, what is going on in the neighborhood, and the blog. The blog is a little bit more of the personal side of Brittany and I, what we're doing behind the scenes, and what's going on in our personal life. We have a young son that is just growing up by the minute. It is incredible to watch him just take in the universe and take in the space that he lives in. I love watching him eat, sleep, everything. I am a happy father. I'm very excited to just share moments with you guys too about what he is doing and developing into. So go sign up over there at the blog. Uh, We are going to also say that if you want to become a super fan of every guest who comes in, we have a place for you to go do so. It is called patreon.com slash finding Arizona podcast. There you'll sign up for one of the tiers and in return, you will get some bonus content. We have a bonus podcast called Fine Examination where we fill up with questions with every guest who comes in through our doors and that's 50 of them so you'll get your fair share of fill up with this it is a very cool bonus podcast every guest enjoys it they feel like very energetic after the end of it because they've done the podcast with me for an hour and then this comes in afterwards so it's a little fun you know um palate cleanser at the end of a long conversation so that all being said if you want to go sign up there patreon.com slash finding arizona podcast that concludes our little intro spiel and now it is my favorite time of the intro which is the community cork board yes you can sign up and share local events in your area by sending us an email over at finding arizona podcast at gmail.com there you will sign up and tell us what the event is and in return i will do a shout out like the following events i have two for you this uh weekend and one of them is the spring home and landscape show i am uh, very uh it's it's one-sided for me because i am a landscape architect so i really enjoy when families and other homeowners go out to these shows to understand you know some of the kind of criterias and other things that we work with in the um, parties that we work with kind of the contractors and things like that so go check it out it's a wonderful way to uh you know, make your backyard a little bit prettier, make it, you know, I know people are spending a lot more time at home. So this is a place to go check out to help upgrade it a little bit. So go check it out. It is taking place over at the State Farm Stadium. Uh, it is from March 5th to March 7th, starting 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Um, it is the Arizona's best home show for uh, the last 28 years for kitchen, bath, remodeling, landscape, home decor, and so much more. So a three-day event. There's free parking and reduced admission. Go check it out. Next up is my 
uh, personal, uh, my personal choice for the picks this weekend. And this is something that is dear to me. It is the 2021 virtual Indian market uh, and fair for the Herd Museum. This is the 63rd uh, Herd Museum Guild Indian Fair and Market, and it will be hosted from March 5th to the 7th, and will be a hybrid event showcasing a virtual art market and a live jurd competition show for sales and more sales. Sorry about that. A new website will be um, there for you guys who are doing the online and it will be launched with all sorts of events and uh, personal galleries of the artists. So you can go check that out. Guys, this is an incredible event. There's over 300 native artists, over 75 different tribal affiliations, cultural performances, a playlist of American Indian musicians. Uh, there's competitions. There's a jured, you know, uh, competition for the show. And then there's all sorts of sales. I encourage you guys to go uh, check this event out. All proceeds do go end up going back to the Herd Museum. And for me, I just really enjoy going to the Herd Museum. I it's culturally something that um, really helps me understand who I am as a native and just kind of helps me understand other people from different tribes. Uh, so I encourage you guys to go check this out. It is not only online, but over at the Herd Museum. So go do so. It is again from March 5th to the 7th, starting 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Go check it out. And that concludes our community corkboard. That concludes our intro for today. Remember, Stay safe, wear a mask, uh, socially distance, all that jazz. We will get out of this together. We, I feel like there are so many people out there who are taking this for granted. I just saw a news report that some people aren't getting your second shots. Please, guys, if you're going through all of the task of doing the first shots and the vaccines and all of this, have, have the patience to keep everything in order and keep all of it aligned and go back for your second shots. We all want to get through this. We all want to start going outside again. I know it's tough, uh, but I have very, very positive vibes from every single one of the individuals we've had conversations with and every person that we've kind of come across that people want the same thing and we're all going to work together to make that happen. So that being said, enjoy this episode. This is episode number 276 with the owner of Kayla Gray, Kelly Kay. I'll see you on the next one. Hey guys, it's Jose. I just wanted to take a moment to encourage you to go check out our new friend Dina and Don's five-star Amazon book, 31 Cents to 43 Countries, Hardcore Tips to Increasing Profits. Actually, it's a recent recipient of the IAN Book of the Year Award in Business, Sales, and Economics. It actually takes you on quite a journey from San Francisco all the way to Afghanistan it is actually an inspiring story of perseverance and ingenuity with many great insights for everyone. Whether you are an adventurous reader or new to business or even a seasoned veteran, you will be enlightened. Go check out DEOSpeaks.com or check out the Amazon link below for paperback, ebook, audiobook, and we're going to go right back into the show. Welcome back, everybody, to the Finding Arizona podcast. I'm your host, Jose. As always, we bring in very special guests every week, and today is no different. Ladies and gentlemen, through the magic of Zoom calls, uh, we bring in the owner of Kayla Gray, Kelly Cussman. Am I saying that right? Or Cussman? Cussman. 
Hoosman. Hoosman. Okay. Yes, yes. Welcome, Kelly. People don't cuss. Oh, yeah. nice. Okay. Like that? Yeah. yeah. A little tip there. <laughs> nice. I like it. Welcome, Kelly. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I appreciate you coming in, especially or letting us record with you. I mean, I know it can be a little bit invasive being that these Zoom calls are usually in your office or somewhere personal to you. So we always appreciate people who come on the show and sh express and show their their backgrounds yeah. and everything <laughs> like that. It's all out there. Yes, exactly. So let me ask you this. Um, I, I typically ask this question now of everyone. Um, how has life been through the pandemic and how has life changed for you for the most part? Um, I know that, you know, for some people, you know, being at home with their kids and stuff like that and all of all of this. But I know for you personally, the story of Kayla Gray is deeply rooted in this time of COVID. So go ahead and just tell us how life has been. Uh, it's very different. You know, before COVID, I was very active going out with, you know, my friends and family, sure. you know, restaurants and all, all the things. And I would say that um, after COVID, things mm. just slow, every, everything slowed down, life slowed down. And I think for me, it really gave me an appreciation for the quiet times, uh, appreciation for the connections with my friends and family. I think, you know, you take for me, I realized that I took those moments for granted and that, you know, it was important to make sure that I found other ways to connect with people um, because it can be hard. It can be lonely during COVID if you're not making an effort to, to connect and make sure that those relationships stay strong. Absolutely. I agree 100%. There's definitely um, so much that we can handle um, as individuals mentally and things like that, that I just, I can't imagine, you know, they say like there's a lot of mental health issues going around, especially during this time. And yeah, it's just like, I can, I can only imagine, you know, we try our best to get out of the house by going for walks, but yeah. we're so lucky to do so. Yeah, exactly. Um, I th even think for me, COVID is this past year has been a little different because I launched a business. Yeah. Um, and so that's been really interesting to, to manage through that, you know, manage the, through the delays. Um, you know, and just, it's just a different world. So pivoting quickly on the things that I thought that was going to happen, um, you know, and making quick adjustments in order to make my dream business come true. Absolutely. And that, let me ask you this. I mean, I try and make this a fun podcast for all of us. It's like, how has life changed for you and your family and your, you know, living together so closely for so long? You know, it's funny. I always make a joke. Like I thought I knew what my husband did for a living until like, literally started working right next to him. And exactly, you know, I thought he did all day were not necessarily true. And I, it's just, it's kind of fun to like, listen in to his conversations <laughs> and like, see what his work personality is you know, yeah. a little different at work than we are his, at home. And so it's, it's been fun. It's been really his, his office phone voice. <laughs> like, you know, when he picks up the phone calls. I literally make fun of him all the time for his different voices. I'm like, who are you talking to right now? Where did that voice come from? Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> I'm the same way though. I, I'll admit, I just, uh, I, I, I'll admit I started to be, uh, I chose to become a stay at home dad. So I'm like now starting to work from home and, and taking yeah. phone calls from home. And so <laughs> Britt's on maternity leave right now. And so she's like listening in and hearing me do my work calls and stuff yeah. like that. It is so different. And he totally makes fun of me too. He's like, you're so different on the phone with like your team and everything. I'm like, oh, stop. Don't judge. <laughs> exactly. It's just, you know, and, and it's one of those things too, where, you know, you put on, sometimes you, you, you have to like, there's a certain level of like, people have 
just associated you in this position for so long or something like that. And you just like take on that role of like, well, I'm not going to change who I am right now. So it's like, it's just, I don't know. It's just like different from when you are at home, you're a little bit softer and more playful and joyful at home. So it's like, yeah. it's a different, there's a different route to it. So, yeah. It's pretty funny. Like I'll hear him cracking jokes in there and I'm like, I've never heard these jokes before. Like, where did those come from? <laughs> oh, I crack them. You just don't want to hear them. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Uh, so now I'm going to ask you the kind of question that we've asked everyone to, you know, as before COVID started is, can you give us a little bit of the origin story of Kayla Gray, even though Kayla Gray is very combined and intertwined with the pandemic? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, let's see, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of background about me and then kind of why I started the company. So, sure. um, I was born and raised in Wisconsin, um, go Petco. Um, I spent a lot of time in nature, just out, you know, running out in the forest and going ice fishing and ice skating. And, you know, yeah. like really we'd leave in the morning and come back, you know, to eat on occasion. And we just spent so much time in nature. Um, and I found throughout my childhood that a lot of times I would associate scents with memories that I had in my childhood. Um, it, it just kind of been a theme throughout my life. And yeah. Um, I always knew like that was something that was really special to me. Um, and in Wisconsin, I started my retail career. I've been in retail for over 17 years. Um, and I started my retail career in Wisconsin as an assistant buyer for fragrances and just totally ah. love and noticed then um, how fragrances really make memories tangible. And like, I really yeah. noticed the connection then to that. Gotcha. Um, and it just, it felt, it made me feel something really deep and special. Um, and so continued throughout my retail career, um, you know, and as you kind of grow within retail, you go into different positions and things like that. Um, and I moved to Arizona 10, almost 11 years ago now, um, and met my husband back in, oh, geez, when was it? 2014, I believe. Ah, okay. um, and then in 2016, our, um, got married 2017, we wanted to expand our family and so um, in 2017, I suffered from a ruptured ectopic pregnancy and almost lost my life. Um, and then it happened again in 2018. And it was after those two moments in my life that I kind of realized now is the time to kind of start the dream business that I've always wanted to start. I'd spent the last, you know, 15 years working in retail, loving all of the different jobs that I've always had. But um, always knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. My dad was an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. um, and so decided I was going to start working on Kayla Gray um, and named the company Kayla Gray in honor of the first baby that we lost. It was going to be the name of our baby yeah. um, and wanted to create a clean fragrance company that uh, made memories tangible. You know, that's something that we talked off air about is just your strength and being able to, to find um an openness and vulnerability to having these conversations, because it's like you said, it's a tough, tough pill to swallow to lose a child like that. And, and almost your own life like that too, as well. So, you know, uh, you had mentioned that you decided, and I, I kind of want to just pry a little bit and ask you if, if you can give us that conversation and what it was like for you and that moment of like, you know, I want to move my life in this direction and you know, what did you tell yourself? What, you know, how hard was it? Where were you at? And, um, mentally and everything like that. Yeah. After, um, 
we lost the first baby. Um, it was, you know, I spent a lot of time in therapy trying to work through everything, work through my feelings, trying to understand, you know, what that means for the future. Sure. Um, you know, once you get pregnant, you just, you have a vision for what your life is going to be. You're dreaming and, you know, you're planning the nursery and yep. just all the different things. And then it, you know, for me, I had a, my ruptured ectopic pregnancy happened at when we were 11 weeks pregnant. Um, you know, so we had time to dream and we were super excited about everything. Um, and I think, so then went through therapy, it happened again in 2018 and it was really spending time learning about the things it was in those moments and spending time going through therapy that I realized the things that are so important to me, um, are the memories and are the times with my family and that, Mm -hmm. you know, I wanted to create something to honor the heartbreaking time that I had, but also create something and put beauty out there in the world for other people to make memories with. Um, and like I said, I'd always wanted to open my own business always. Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember in college, I opened an eBay business and would like buy things in wholesale bulk (laughs) <laughs> and then repackage them into like really pretty little gift bundles and sell them on my own. Like I've always wanted to do it. And so, <laughs> and like I said, the connection between like scent and memory to me, is just so beautiful. Yeah. So, um, like how many times do you like, for me, like I smell a tomato plant and it like brings me back to being in my mom's garden when I was mm-hmm. younger, or like I the smell of a bonfire brings me back to winters and like having fires in the fireplace. Absolutely. Carissa, um, if you crush it up and you, it gets that desert rain smell, you smell it. Yes, yeah. exactly. Like there's such a tangible thing there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, I remember being pregnant and getting frustrated with the fact that there were not a lot of options out there for beauty products for women, um, that were cleanly formulated, you know, that yeah. weren't going to hurt us. And I kind of thought at the time, like, so like during my everyday life before I'm pregnant, I'm just like not caring. And then I'm like, <laughs> I get pregnant and I'm like, Oh wait, like I need to be safe. Like, why am I not safe all the time with the things that I'm purchasing and the things I'm putting on my body? So that was just a whole nother awakening for me. Absolutely. I think that's the same way that we are as first time parents where you're just like, yeah. again, you go through that routine of like you're nesting and then you realize how, you know, things affect not only yourself, but you know, your baby and things like that. And it's just like, it's, it does come a part of your life where you just like start taking note I think of like things that you put into it, you are around it, you're, you know, living with it, you know, in the, in your, you know, um, pantries and things like that. It's like, it's around you at all times. So I really do appreciate that you've, you know, taken the moment to like choose that route in the, in the very beginning. And it is a hard decision to like, say, we're going to go this route because you start to make, uh, not excuses, but like you make choices with your business when it comes to certain things, like how it's shipped, how it's made, how it's you packaged, all of these things. So it's, it's really important to stick to your guns in the beginning. So it's like, it's a significant decision on your end. Yeah. And I think for me, trying to be as sustainable as possible with our packaging and trying to, I, you know, I, I don't want to put products out there that can hurt somebody. Like I, yeah. it, I feel like it's my responsibility as a business owner to do to me, it's to do the right thing and put products out there that aren't going to harm people. I mean, absolutely. I like, yes, it's going to cost me more. Yes, my margins are going to be smaller because I have products that, you know, are their base, you know, raw materials are going to cost more because they're better. Yeah. For um, but I think, 
I don't know. I, I just want to sleep really well at night knowing that I'm putting good stuff out there and that I'm not hurting anybody. It's uh, yeah. very important to me. And it's definitely one of the core values of our company. Yeah. So you had brought up the mention of like, you know, doing the packaging and doing a lot of the significant grunt work when it comes to um, creating the business through this period of the pandemic and how difficult it came to be, you know, getting all of the stuff that you needed. Yeah. Can you give us an insight or kind of your first lesson and all of this of like, you know, the thing that someone might take away who's in your position like, yeah, I, I need some help. What is the first thing that you learned? Yeah, I think for me, being an entrepreneur is a fascinating thing. Um, and so you learn very quickly what you don't know. And so I, I think like as an entrepreneur, you have to do little bits of everything. Well, not sure. little, you really have to do everything of everything. Yeah. Um, so like I learned very quickly, accounting is not my sweet spot. And so I Same. <laughs> I Same. At it. Like it logically doesn't really make sense to me. And so I needed to hire out for accounting, you know, sure. or marketing. Like I've been in retail for a long time and I've, you know, I've held jobs in buying, I've held jobs in replenishment, I've held jobs in logistics, I've held jobs in financial <laughs> planning, sourcing, production, like all of the things, but marketing, yeah. no clue, no clue what I'm doing. <laughs> So I learned pretty quickly the areas that are my weakness that I knew the amount of time that I would spend just learning about it. I was kind mm -hmm. of I was losing traction, losing time, and quite honestly, losing money, you know, if I didn't hire experts to help me in those areas. Yeah. I think that was one thing that I learned really quickly. Um, the second is launching a business during COVID is extremely hard. Um, timelines are shifting constantly. Um, product and, you know, product raw material packaging availability, like one day a supplier's got it, the next day it's literally gone or what they said yeah. they thought they had, you know, really was like a third of the quantity. And so it took me a long time to kind of figure out what suppliers I could trust in terms of what they said they could deliver. Mm -hmm. um, and so for me, it, it just took a long time to kind of vet and make sure that I had solid suppliers um, so that I could meet my customer demand. Yeah. You know, so I'm, I'm kind of, um, I want to steer the conversation to something really cool about yourself and just because I, I want people to understand. So you work very closely with good friends of ours and actually previous guests of the, the show, um, the, the girls over at the Foundress and over at uh, Junk in the Trunk yes. Vintage Market. So yes. we're very excited to have like I wanted to like mention that because it is such a small world and it's such yeah. a how closely tied a lot of these businesses are to our community so it's like it's very exciting to like share these moments with you and understand like how much you've went through through this process but not only that but you you had mentioned in i think in a comment or something that you had um talked about is just like how incredible that you were able to build and make this business in the community that you have with arizona yeah i think for me, I could not have launched this business during COVID had it not been for all of the other small business owners and sure, yeah. the networking community that is incredibly strong here in Arizona. I have not really heard mm -hmm. heard of that in really any other area. Um, you know, certainly not in Wisconsin where I came from. Is there such a strong networking group that is so willing to help step up, give their time and their expertise for absolutely nothing in return? And absolutely. I think the women at the Foundress are a, such a great example of that. Lindsay and Coley are so selfless with their time. They were so excited <laughs> to let me be a part of their market, 
Um, I'm learning so much from them and a lot of the beautiful mentors that they bring in within their networking community. I've talked to so yeah. many women and they've all helped me literally build this business from nothing. Yes. Um, it, it's, it's so special and very Absolutely. few, especially in the cosmetics and fragrance and beauty worlds of retail. It's the, the, the world I grew up in retail is very cutthroat. Um, very competitive, very secretive mm. when it comes to what things work and what things don't work. And so to come into networking groups like the founders and like powerhouse women, it's shocking to me. It's like, it takes me a moment to be yeah. like, oh, this is beautiful connection and yeah. so special. And I think we think the same thing. We have, we've done work for both of them and we have actually interviewed a lot of the girls, you know, Lindsay, um, Coley, like all like in yeah. the shorts and you yes. know, all of these girls that like just incredible boss women that yeah. we have just, I like to think that we are closely associated and enough to that. We are like a, a, a sister or slash brother podcast of, of powerhouse and of, um, everyone over there at the junk in the trunk. Like we honestly, if, if I could get out more and like, if things were the way they were, we would be there 100% with yeah, yeah. Um, doing local interviews, like one-on-one -on -one and, and doing that. And it's because of those incredible women that have put together these events and put together these um, groups, uh, things like the founders and things like that, that, you know, we feel so lucky and blessed to have incredible entrepreneurs like yourself and others that have come through our doors that are just so like it's again, it's because they put these groups together that you guys are so finely crafted and so finely polished in a sense that it makes my life a lot easier to network you and broadcast you um, throughout the community because you guys are already doing the grunt work and hard work behind the scenes with these groups. It just makes my life so much easier because it's like you guys know what it's about. You guys know that there is a community out there trying to help you and that it is a local love that's I find I, I can't find it anywhere else like this. And it's it's really incredible that you uh, that we keep hearing the same story. And that's that same story is that exact feeling of like there's something special here in this area that we want to help one another. Yeah, Arizona has such a beautiful small business community. And I think the thing that consistently resonates with me is when these groups say collaboration over competition, like they mean it and it's mm -hmm. authentic and it, they back it up, you know, like every single time, like if I pick up the phone and call anybody in these groups, like they are so willing to put a hand up and be like, yeah, I will help you. Let me know what you need. And it's just so selfless. And I think that's just, it's amazing. It's beautiful. So let me ask you this. What have you done to help yourself in this, like in this time period of like so many things changing and pivoting and making things harder for your business? What are routines that keep you sane? And what are the routines that keep you um, moving forward in a straight path to help you mentally move your business forward? Yeah, I think for me, it's really organizing my time. I do a lot of time blocking, you know, knowing like, here are the 15 things that I need to get done this week. Here's each hour that I'm going yep. to plan in order to get those 15 things done. I think, like I said earlier, it's really understanding what your strengths and weaknesses are and 
For me, it's hiring out, you know, helping support other small businesses that have these services or have this knowledge or expertise that I don't have. Mm -hmm. If I can, if I can afford to hire out and get help and support other small business owners um, by helping bring them into my mission and help build my dream and also support them at the same time, I 100% want to do that. So I think for me, it's knowing when I need help and the things that I'm not that great in and really it's time blocking um, and having those conversation, having um, those connection calls with the women that have done it before me or the women that are literally in the same boat as me, just trying to survive each day um, and really connecting with the customer. Like, you know, it, it there's a lot of depth to our brand and I want to make sure that comes across yeah. in everything that we do. It's really, it's special. It's more than about, you know, just selling a fragrance. It's about yeah. really connecting and, um, you know, tying it to, to both pause in the moment to kind of reflect on the moment you're in and also have a tangible thing that when you use, you can actually remember and brings you back to that moment that you had a year ago, you know, yeah. a month ago. Yeah. Uh, just kind of slow down, helps everybody slow down a little bit. Absolutely. And not to mention, you not only have the fragrances, but you have the candles, <laughs> you have the the kit. Um, yeah. Do you want to kind of talk about those and how those kind of manifested? Yeah. So um, with any online, so we, we're online right now, um, direct to consumer, and then we're in a couple of local markets here in Phoenix. Mm -hmm. um, but with any fragrance, it's it's hard to get customers to just buy a full size, you know, without smelling or like just just to take that leap with you. And yeah. You have something beautiful, right? Yep. Um, and so I wanted to make sure that I created a sample kit. So we created our discovery kit, which is one sample. It's got four sample vials of each of our core scents in it. Okay. Um, and I wanted to make sure I, I developed something that people could both carry around, you know, in their pocket, in their purse, take with them, you know, wherever they go and they want to travel as well as give them the opportunity to sample all of our fragrances to see what they like. Yeah. Um, and so that's how the discovery kit came about. And then definitely wanted to, something that was really kind of fun and special for me is that I wanted to create a signature scent that both extended to myself and my home. So like, I want people to smell me. And then when they walk into my house, it, it smells the same. Like it's, yeah. it's just my scent, you know? Yeah. And so I wanted to make sure that I was doing home fragrance as well as personal fragrance. Awesome. So that's why we did uh, the perfumes, the roller balls and the candles too. Yeah. You know what? I always say that these are always like with the fragrances through wonderful collaboration opportunities, things where you like have personal friends that you may want to honor or cherish your own family, things like that, that I always find sweet and endearing that you can lean on. That's like, Hey, this is my son's fragrance. It's a little bit more of a masculine scent, things okay. like that. And, and I think, I think that's a wonderful story that allows you to really expand your horizons and expand opportunities into like, okay, we're going to challenge ourselves a little bit. We're going to go down this path a little bit. Let's go a little bit more of this direction. And it gives that outlet and it gives that opportunity. Yeah. I think the beauty of fragrance is that you, the, a fragrance may smell completely different on somebody else than it does on you. And it's the exact same fragrance. And I think that's, what's so exciting is it mixes with your pheromones and, you know, like, yeah, my stepmom loves hearth, our hearth, and it smells so different on her than it does on me. And it, mm -hmm. it's just so beautiful. I think it just makes it so personal. Yeah. Before we like switch up things, I want to go into the fragrance. Like uh, you do break it down on your website. Can you give us a little bit of like that breakdown and what those um, different fragrances you know, groups are? Yeah, absolutely. So I created four different core scents um, and I wanted them to kind of 
mimic the seasons. And so we have petals, which is our spring scent. It's really soft and floral. Um, It's got jasmine, sandalwood, white cedar, and cashmere in it. It's not like a super strong floral. It's like a very light, um, uh, kind of a softer, warmer uh, floral than than most people are used to. And then we've got water, which is Mm. our summer fragrance. It's, you know, these fragrances are meant to be worn year round, but it was inspired by summer. Um, it's a very fresh sunshine, cucumber, violet leaf, nice, um, like clean, musky smell. I like um, it. It's really beautiful. A lot of people say that they really note the cucumber in it. Um, <laughs> and then cozy, which um, oh. is, is such a it's such a beautiful. It's, it's like cozy. Literally, it feels like something cozy. Um, so it's creamy. It's sexy. It kind of you know it's inspired. Nice. Okay. Uh, it's got vanilla, patchouli, a little bit of musk in it, and then some sheer linen notes within it as well. Nice. And then we've got hearth. And so this is this, you know, was inspired actually by my dad and growing up in Wisconsin with all the beautiful bonfires and fires. And um, and so this is, you know, kind of a woodsy, like I said, fire. It's got smoky balsam in it. It's got fig leaf, uh, fern, nice. balsam, amber and vetiver in it. So, yeah, very different. They're all very, very different. Yeah. Products. Sounds like it. It's, it really does sound like you're, you know, have these very nice sections that are, you know, like, again, seasons. They just really make up this very direct, I guess, memory, as you put it, your direct memory towards something. Yeah, yeah. And it's fun, like, for me, I'll wear, you know, when I'm feeling like, you know, it's chilly out. I mean, let's be real, chilly in Arizona is like... <laughs> Joke the last couple of weeks, oh, like yeah. when it's cloudy and rainy. <laughs> so I'll put like water on, you know, like my summer scent to kind of make me feel like, hey, it's it's about to be flip flop season again. Um, you know, and then the days I just want to feel like I snuggle up with some sweaters and blankets, I'll throw cozy on. It's just kind of fun to experiment <laughs> with all different different types of scents. And then we're working on seasonal scents too that we'll uh, oh awesome start releasing for like small batch production runs. So it'll be like a one and done scent that you can you can only get for a limited time. So I'm super excited to to start releasing those as well. Those would be fun. Definitely. Those are like the ones where you're just like, oh, I'm going to keep this one for a couple of months, like yeah. hide it somewhere so that I can have it later down the road. Exactly. Yeah, I totally do that. Stock up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, let me ask you this. Are there anything like in the future that, you know, Kayla Gray is going to see themselves in the in the realm of? Um, yeah, so we're doing, we're going to start putting together some gift boxing experiences for people. Um, okay. so we'll have the Taylor Gray Lux box that we're working on. Like I said, we're working on our seasonal launches and then we're in product development yeah. uh, with a couple new products too. So, oh, um, nice. Yeah. So we're, we're excited to start to launch some of that stuff starting this fall. Um, wanted to give some time for, you know, people to really experience the core line, um, before I yeah. started releasing new things. Um, of course. Yeah, we're in development with all of it. So super excited about that. I'm very excited for you because this is like a different, like it is as much as like you treasure and like really hold tight to those core scents and those core, you know, those core products. It's just, again, I always find the the fun smiles of the owners and what the entrepreneurs really enjoy. Or this is like those things that's like, okay, we honed in what we have, you know, that are going to be a bread and butter, yeah. but this is the stuff that excites me. This is the stuff yeah. that like, you know, I get giddy about and it's like, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of curious. So what kind of batches did you have to go through? Is it like a long process to get to kind of fill in the the gaps of like too much of this, too much yes. of that? <laughs> yeah. So, um, like I said, I started like 
learning about fragrances back in my retail career a long time ago, um, but yeah. never, it wasn't until a couple of years ago that I started taking actual perfumery classes to learn how to okay. create perfumes myself. And so really diving in and learning what like the different accords mean and kind of like understanding what the fragrance wheel means and learning how to mix and match different scent notes to get and just create something really beautiful. Yeah. Uh, learning the different types of formulations, the different types of like how you calculate how much goes in into each, you know, into each development that you're making. And so yeah. I create all of the fragrances and then myself and then I send all of those fragrances off to a fragrance house where they have huge like product development and chemists on staff. Yeah. But they can then make them clean, cleanly formulated. So they're yeah. free, phthalate free. We have like hundreds of ingredients that our products will never have in them to make sure that they're safe for people. Can um, I ask you this? Do you have to develop the the kind of tincture via measurement of weight or measurement of like liquid volume? So it's like percentage of accords or um, fragrance notes in each. So like an gotcha. be, um, so be in our petal scent, like uh, which, what percent of jasmine and bergamot and sandalwood sure. and cashmere do you want in this scent? And then, sure. you know, I'll play around with, no, I want a little bit more jasmine, you know, or I want a little bit less sandalwood. And then once I get it like perfect, that's when it gets sent to the fragrance mm. to then develop. Gotcha. Gotcha. That makes a lot of sense. Like just because I, you know, sometimes I hear with um, like baking, the difference between baking in a small batch versus baking in large batches is the, 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 um, what do they call it? The, the recipe is different. It's based on weight versus, yeah, yeah, versus yeah. you know, what you would use at home. Yeah, sort of it's speak. like the measurements. You have to get the measurements exactly right or it's not going to work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the fragrance house helps with that as well. So like they make sure that the formulation is safe to put on people's skin. It's gotcha. like burning your home in a candle. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I don't have a chemistry background, so I always want to make sure I'm sending it to the people that do. <laughs> exactly. Uh, to make sure that, yeah, my products are good and safe. What was that conversation like with your significant other? And just like, hey, so here's my idea yeah because i i had to have the same exact conversation with my wife yeah. is like you know when we first met it's like i have this thing it's a podcast please don't judge me <laughs> <laughs> totally i remember yeah sitting my husband down and just being like i think it's time like after all the stuff that we've been through after all the heartache like i need to pour my creative energy and my heart into something and put something creative out into the world and he yeah. was like, i so a thousand percent support you. He's my biggest support by far. That's I good. literally, it's so funny. Like I'm, I'm, I have ADD and I am very type A. Um, and so I like literally all day long, I have like these ideas, you know, like I want to do and like work on or like all these things like pop into my head all day long. So I'm literally walking <laughs> over to like his office 15,000 times a day. I'm like, well, what do you think about this? And what do you think about this? And what do you think about this? And we always joke, like he's just sitting there smiling at me so patient. He's like, it's a great idea. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. And that's the kind of support you need. Cause it's like, honestly, the dreamers are going to dream. And it's like the, the money, like the people who are down to earth will be yeah. your anchor for that all the time. Yeah, I think it's great. He's just like, we'll figure it out. Like, this is your dream. Let's go for it. We will figure yeah. it out. Yeah, yeah exactly. And yeah. I really do enjoy it. I really do enjoy that. And I'm very excited for what you guys have coming down the pipeline. Um, we're reaching towards the end here, but I would like 
to kind of ask you a final question and kind of just really um, downshift the like, you know, just really open up about who you are as a person too. It's just like you have this incredible family and an incredible like, you know, business. What would you tell yourself, you know, 10, 15 years ago, you know, what would be your first piece of advice to yourself? I love that question. I think um, for me, it's slow down and be present in the moment. I think Mm. 10 years ago, you know, I was working so hard on getting to the next level in my career. I was working so hard on finding, you know, the perfect spouse. I was working so hard on, you know, women were so hard on ourselves when it comes to like our outer appearance. Like I, for it, it's for me, I would say, pause, take a moment, be in the moment, reflect on the moment, look around you, take a breath, look up, look at the beautiful sky, breathe in the clean air. Like for me, it really is. It's just be in the moment and don't let all of those moments slip by without acknowledging how beautiful they are. Even the heartache is beautiful. Awesome. I really do enjoy that you said that. And that's a really great piece of advice that I think anyone, entrepreneur, regular person listening just would you know, that's an incredible piece of advice. So thank you for ending our conversation that way. But before you go, please let everyone know where they can find you online, any events that you want to promote. This is your chance to promote yourself fully. Go right ahead. I love that. Thank you so much. Um, you can find us at kaylagray.com on our website. And we're on Instagram and Facebook at Kayla Gray Co. Um, we'll be doing a bunch of different pop-ups uh, throughout the Valley. So you can find those on our, most likely our Instagram page is probably the best place to kind of find the list of those. Yeah. And, and our products are available at the Junk in the Trunk Market, which is at Scottsdale Porter. We're at the Mercantile um, and then online. And we're just, yeah, we, I so appreciate your time today and, and for having us. Hey, the next time you'd see those two ladies, you tell them that I said, hello. I honestly, it's been so long since I've seen them. It's just like incredible that they are doing so many fantastic. I literally like, this is a story. So I asked them, they were literally like my 15th, 16th episode. And I, you know, it was just like, I I heard about Junk and Junk. It's like a huge thing that they're going to take over the West world. And like, it's, it was just like this huge market. And I was like, you know, maybe they'll say yes. I don't know if they'll say, you know, we've got a couple of episodes under our belt, like, and they're business owners. So it's like, it's like, we have something behind us. It's like, it's not, we're not creeps. Like ask, you know, like, Hey, do this podcast with us. So um, we sent out an email and it was like really official. Like they came back or like, Oh yeah. Um, you know, email our assistant and we'll, you know, set up a time to do it. And they, you know, just getting the yes was like, Oh, this is going to be great. And they were fantastic. Just like being able to have the conversation with them. And then just everything afterwards, has just been icing on the cake. So they've let us um, invade junk in the trunk once they've let us, you know, when they ha- opened up their new or their store out in Arcadia, they let us you know, ha- interview Lindsay. So it's like all of these things that are just little pieces of who they are and like amazing individuals just kind of shines and reverberates throughout time. It's like one of those things, like every time I've seen them, something cool or nice has happened to them or happens to us or something in return. It's like, it's just, it's keeps going back and forth. And it's really a great feeling. Yeah. They're such a great example of like a beautiful small business. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. All right. 
All right, guys. So before we go, I have to do my side. So before we go, you can hear every episode of Finding Arizona Podcast at our website, findingarizonapodcast.com. We make it easy for you guys to connect with us. So everything social media wise is, wait, 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 Finding Arizona Podcast. So it make it easy. That's Facebook, Instagram, and um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Finding Arizona Podcast. Last but not least, if you want to become a a super fan, you can go to patreon.com slash finding Arizona podcast. And there you will sign up for one of our tiers. In return, you will get bonus content. And that concludes our episode here with Kelly and Kayla Gray. We hope that you guys enjoyed yourselves. We will see you on the next one. Kisses, hugs, and belly rubs. Good night to you, Kelly. Thank you so much for being on the show. Good night. Thank you.